You're listening to the Steve Freeman Podcast, the real raw truth about the pursuit of success in music, business, and life. Here's your host, hit songwriter, multi-platinum selling producer, and serial entrepreneur, Steve Freeman. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Steve Freeman Podcast. I'm glad to be here, and I am so glad you are here. Today, we are talking about independent responsibility. I believe that independent artists, independent songwriters have a responsibility. We're going to talk about what I think that is in today's episode. Plus, we have a brand new feature that we're going to be adding to the podcast called the SFP Mailbag. I get so many emails from you guys. So I thought, why not start addressing them right here on the podcast? So coming up later in the show, we have an email from one of our listeners. I'm going to read the entire email and I'm going to answer the email. So that's going to be a new feature here on the Steve Freeman podcast, the SFP mailbag. And I can't wait to get to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get into today's episode, don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, We're also going to start reading some of the reviews from iTunes and Apple Podcasts. So if you would like your review featured here on the podcast, just be sure and leave one and we will get it in there and make sure you get featured on the podcast. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media at the Steve Freeman. And if you want to learn more about me, you want to work with me, you want me to produce your new EP or your new album, or you want to do a one-on-one session with me to get your career headed in the right direction, you can find out all that information at thestevefreeman.com. You can also check out the entire new merch line that was designed in partnership with myself and the awesome people over at Design by Humans. All of it you can find at thestevefreeman.com. That's also where you can join my inner circle and make sure that you get the music business blog. Just something goes a little bit deeper than the podcast and some special stuff that only members get. It's absolutely free to join at thestevefreeman.com. All right, let's jump into today's episode. First, before we get started, I want to apologize. This it has been, I have horrible allergies and it's like my nose, like right now, my, I'm completely stopped up. So I know that I sound weird and different. I apologize. It's like Nashville is the worst place in the world for allergies, for singers. And, and it's just amazing that we ever made it to, to actually be music city and have so much music come out of here because it is, it's literally ridiculous. And I've been fighting it for the last two weeks, but this last three or four days, it's just been horrible. I've been talking to a lot of other people and they're like, man, it's just worse this year than it's ever been. And, and I couldn't agree more. So anyway, get that out of the way. Sorry if I sound stuffy, but look, I'm taking every kind of medication I can to, to not be this way. And none of it's working. It's, It's just not helping. So it is what it is. The topic of today's podcast is independent responsibility. Let me tell you what got me thinking about this. I was watching the Emmy Awards and, you know, I I love television. You know, there are very few things that actually take my mind off of work or take my mind, my mind goes a million miles a minute as a creative. And And I know you guys are the exact same way. 
it just, it never shuts off. It never stops. So that's why I enjoy things like gaming so much and streaming on Twitch because it, it, it gets me away and it takes my mind somewhere else, even if it's just for a little bit. TV does the same thing for me. I love Netflix. I love Hulu and Amazon and I love binge watching shows. I love it because it allows my brain, like I said, to go somewhere else. I was watching the Emmys and I was noticing that basically all of the top nominated shows that everybody seems to watch and the Academy is voting for, they're all Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and, and, and more specialty app or network shows. They're not your typical ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox, or even like USA Network, not traditional either mainstream networks or you know, extended cable networks like FX and, and things like that. And I was sitting there thinking about how closely that is correlated with what's going on in the music industry. Now, I know that the Netflix of the world and the Amazons, the Hulus, they've got more money than God. They're, they're, they, they could, they're not quote unquote independent, but yet they are. They are outside of the mainstream network system. They are creating their own independent content and they're paying for it. So to me, they're like the independents. And so I was thinking about how closely related that this really is to the music industry. You've got major labels in music, you know, Warner Brothers, Sony, Universal, and their offshoots and, and different imprints under those labels, but they're still major labels. Even, you know, some people here in Nashville would consider Big Machine a major label. I consider them a major label. Um, and then you've got your independent labels and independent artists. And I relate the major labels to the major networks. And then I, I was thinking about how independent artists are really like the Netflix, Amazon, and Hulus of the world. And watching the Emmys last night, almost 95% of the shows that were nominated and that were winning were not the major labels. They were not the major network shows. They were the independents. They were the Netflixes, the Amazons, and the Hulus. And I was thinking about how so closely and directly that correlates to the music business because, and I started thinking in this form of, you know what, now these Netflix, Hulu, and Amazons, they have, have really created a responsibility for themselves because they are creating better content than the major networks. They are creating the content that is consuming our after work lives by binging TV shows. The reason that we're binging them is because that they're so good, we don't want to wait another week to have to watch another episode. So I started thinking about that in terms of music and the music business and independent artists. And I've said it a million times before, and I'm gonna keep saying it until it really sinks in. There has never been a better time to be an independent artist than right now, never. But that also comes along with a responsibility, I believe. I believe that independent artists have a responsibility to follow in the footsteps of the content that Netflix and Hulu and Amazon are creating, and that is they are creating better content. Those networks, those apps, whatever you want to call them, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, they're, they're creating better television shows. They're creating better movies. They're creating better limited series. You could look at that and say that I believe that independent artists have a responsibility to create 
better content. The two are so closely related that you look at the major networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox, and you wonder, okay, how many more NCIS type shows can, can CBS have? How many more Law & Order different variations of that show can NBC have? They're all putting out the exact same thing they've always put out. They're just regurgitating. And I got to thinking about how that is so closely related to what major labels are doing. There's nothing new under the sun coming out from major labels. It's the same thing right in between the lines. No new sounds, no new nothing, just a very safe rinse and repeat coming from the major labels. Anytime somebody brings me something new that sounds different, it's always an independent artist. Independent artists are leading the way. That's what people want. People want something new. People want something that sounds a little different than everything else out there that they've heard a million times. And that's what I'm calling the independent responsibility. If you are out there and you're an independent songwriter, you have a responsibility to write better songs than the songwriters signed to Warner Brothers, Universal, or Sony Tree, or Sony ATV. You have a responsibility. You, you don't have any strings attached to you or any CEOs or, or, or board that is saying, it's setting down a directive saying, no, we want these cookie cutter songs that we know the audience likes and tends to keep streaming and keep buying. You don't have that. You can literally create anything you want to create. You have a responsibility to write better songs. Independent artist, you have a responsibility to make new and better records. And it is totally within your right and, and, and ability to do so. Why all the time I see independent artists, the first kind of honeymoon period when I'm producing an artist or, or developing an artist is I have to, to carve out of them this want to take their product and their content and make it more moldable so that it sounds more like something coming from a major label or mainstream. Why would you want to do that when you have such an opportunity to stand out and be different and in all honesty, be better? We should all be taking a, a, a chapter and bookmarking it in what's going on in the television and film world right now. Because like I said, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, they are all getting these shows nominated and they're all winning the awards because they're creating better content than the major networks. Why can't we apply that to music? Why can't independent songwriters focus on writing better songs? Why can't independent artists focus on releasing better music, creating better music, creating something that is different, that is not just like what we're being force-fed by the mainstream industry. You have that opportunity. Most major labels don't. Once they find kind of their little groove and they find their lane, they've got to stay in that lane or they're going to lose their audience because that's what they're known for. I say this all the time. You've never heard George Strait not cut a George Strait song. Now that works for George Strait, but if he were to put out something that sounded completely different, he might lose some of his fan base. They're not going to follow him there. But to those of you that I'm talking to today are independent artists that don't have that fan base yet. 
And I think in the search, trying to find that fan base and create that fan base for yourself, why not try creating something different? Stop trying to poach the fan base of Luke Bryan or stop trying to to get fans that like Jason Aldean to like you because you sound a lot like Jason Aldean. Why are you trying to sound like Jason Aldean to begin with? Female artist, please, for the love of God, stop trying to be the next Carrie Underwood or the next Kelsey Ballerini or the next Marin Morris. We already have them. We need you. What is your brand? What is your specific sound? Because right now, like I said, you don't have to be beholden to any of those rules or any of those board members or creative directors. You don't have any of those people that are putting blinders and limitations on what it is that you're creating. Why are you putting those limitations on yourself? It's almost like shooting yourself in the foot because you don't have to adhere to those rules. You have the freedom and the ability to create greatness every single time. Why are we not doing that? Independent artists. I, I, I put something out on social media the other day, uh, just sharing some albums that I've produced over the last couple of weeks that are starting to come out now. And, and I, I put in there that it doesn't matter to me whether I'm producing a record for a, a label artist or an independent artist. I, I put the same amount of work, the same amount of effort, the same amount of time into either one. It doesn't matter to me. But I will say, that if I ever do put something extra, I always go the extra mile for independent artists because they need it and they deserve it. That's what I'm encouraging you guys to do. You have an amazing opportunity in front of you right now. There has never been a better time to be an independent artist. So be independent. Embrace that independent spirit and go, you know what? I'm going to use the freedom that I have to create something better than what I would create if I had somebody telling me what I had to do. Because you don't have that right now. You don't have a creative director or an entire team around you telling you that you need to take what it is that you're creating, your songs and your albums, and they have to fit in this tiny little box that has a neat little label on it. You don't have to do that. So why are you doing it to yourself? If you are an independent, you have a responsibility to yourself. You have a responsibility to the genre. You have a responsibility to your fans and potential fans to give them something different, give them something new, come up with something that we haven't heard and we don't hear all day long when we're brave enough to try to turn on the radio. People are starving for something different and something new. That's why all of these shows on Netflix and Amazon and Hulu are doing so well because people got tired of turning on NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox and seeing just one other variation of the show that was just on before it. And then the one coming on after it is just like it. It's just maybe this one's set in a hospital instead of a legal office. People are tired of it. They're searching for something different. They're searching for something that has a little bit more meaning and can grab them a little bit more. So the Netflixes, Hulus, and Amazons have figured it out as far as the television and film world. Why can't you and I figure that out for the music world? 
and I know what you're saying. I know you're out there and you're, but Steve, I don't, I don't have the money that it takes to, to do that. I, let me tell you something. Yes, we've talked a million times about how you, how you have to invest in your career. And there are, are certain things that you just have to do. But I will tell you this. If you create something truly great, it's a lot easier to use that as leverage to go out and find the finances that it takes to put it where it needs to be. Everybody wants to be associated with something that is trendy, something that is different, something that sounds different, but is good. I see way too many of you guys out there that are independent artists that are just slinging stuff out left and right. You're not thinking about the quality. You're, you're thinking about just getting something into the marketplace. You're thinking about, I just, to be relevant, I've got to put out this new single. I've got to put out this new EP. I've got to keep... When you're just putting, quite frankly, you're just putting shit out into the marketplace and you're just clouding the water. You're making it hard for those that are trying to find something of substance. You're making it harder for them to find it because you're just muddying the system. Stop muddying the system and sit down and think, I have the opportunity to do whatever I want to do because I'm an independent artist. Why don't we shift our thinking into thinking, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to create something amazing. I'm going to shoot for the moon. I'm going to make sure I'm writing the best songs that I can possibly write. I'm going to make sure that I'm working with the right producer so that we can, we can take these ideas and we can take these songs and we can craft them into a production that doesn't sound just like every other song everybody's ever heard. It's an independent responsibility, a responsibility that you have as an independent artist to not just be another one on the shelf. Stand out, be unique. That is one of the benefits of being an independent artist is that you have the willingness, the freedom, and the ability to create. Whether you create something great or whether you create something that just sounds like a knockoff of another artist is completely up to you. So to you, independent songwriters, independent artists, take this responsibility serious. I want nothing more than to see every single one of you succeed, but I promise if you will take this responsibility seriously, you will start to succeed. Because just like the shows on Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu, your product will start to be better. It will sound better. Is it going to take more to get an audience and to get fans? Absolutely, because you don't have the millions of dollars that the majors have to spend to launch a new artist. Yes, it's going to take time, but it's going to take the same amount of time if you're still cutting cookie cutter bullshit, just like every other artist out there and cutting music that sounds like a ripoff of something else. Matter of fact, it's going to take longer. If you start taking this responsibility serious and you think, I want to do something new, I want to do something I haven't heard before. I promise you, it's going to take less time to get noticed than if you continue on the same track that you are now. And that is trying to fit into a mainstream mold because that's where you think you're going to get the attention. Fact of the matter is, you can't compete with major label artists. You don't have the tools. That's just a fact. The sooner you accept that, the better off you're going to be. When you realize that, then you realize, I do have a responsibility as an independent artist. And if I can do whatever I want, if I can say whatever I want to say, if I can write whatever I want to write, and I can produce it however I want to produce it, 
then why not take that opportunity to do something new, to do something different, and as a matter of fact, do something substantial. Lead the way. Don't follow. The independent responsibility is, is a real thing. And I encourage you to think about that as you start to write new songs or go into the studio to produce something. Think about that responsibility you have to yourself, to your potential fans, and to the music that it is you're creating. The independent responsibility. All right, it's time for a new feature here on the podcast. It is the SFP Mailbag. You've got mail. We are going to start reading an email that I get from one of you guys on every episode, and I'm going to answer that question because I want to make sure sometimes I get some of these emails and it's just, it's a broad thing. And I think, you know what, this is very good because I think you guys would, would everybody would benefit from hearing the answer. So let's get started with the first one. The email says, hello, my name is Lillian. I'm not going to, I won't ever use anybody's last name unless you tell me you want me to. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to embarrass anybody. So I'm going to leave last names out unless you specifically tell me that you want to hear them. Um, my name is Lillian and I just found your YouTube channel and love and appreciate all the information you give new songwriters. I'm watching all your videos and listening to your podcast to maybe find some answers to my questions. And I haven't yet. So I decided to send you this email and hopefully you get a chance chance to read it and respond. I want to thank you for your time in advance. Well, Lillian, uh, you are very welcome. And thank you for being a, a listener to the podcast and a subscriber on YouTube. Here is Lillian's question. She says, first of all, I'm a new independent songwriter and new to this process and showing my demos. However, I showed a couple of demos to this new independent artist in Los Angeles, and he loved them. He will record the song and decide if he wants to use them as singles. We agreed verbally that I will no longer show these demos to anyone else and will do a written agreement before he released the songs. Here, here is where my question comes in. He mentioned that it's, uh, it is standard for an artist to hold these songs for 10 years and for no one else to be able to use it. If he decides to use it as a single, this is the first time I hear about this. This is the first time I've heard about this 10-year rule. He also mentioned that if a second artist wants to use this same song within the 10 years, I will have to share publishing with him because the second artist would have heard the song because of him. Is this normal in the music industry? Lillian, thank you so much for your email, and here's the answer. No, that is not standard, and no, that is not normal in the music industry. Let me walk you through how this works. First of all, please tell me that these songs that you've written, you have registered them with your PRO, that being ASCAP, CSAC, or BMI. If you have not joined ASCAP or CSAC, or ASCAP or BMI, CSAC is invitation only. So if you've not joined BMI or ASCAP as a songwriter, that is the first thing you need to do. The second thing you need to do is register all of these songs with your performing rights organization. Make sure you do that. If you haven't done that yet, do steps one and two. Now let's talk about what he's saying is standard. No, it is not standard for an artist to hold a song for 10 years. When we're pitching songs, my publisher is pitching songs here, every once in a while you'll get what's called holds. And that is, and generally we only honor holds if it's a major artist. 
If it's an independent artist that nobody's ever heard of, we're not we're not giving them a hold on the song. We we will let them hold it, but we also continue pitching it. The only time we will ever honor a hold, like where an artist says, look, we want to cut this song. We're going to cut it for our new record. We want to put it on hold. We do that for a major label artist only, like a Keith Urban, Rascal Flatts, uh, Tim McGraw, Taylor Swift, <laughs> that level of artists. Those are the Garth Brooks, Trisha Yearwood. We, we allow those artists to hold. The longest I have ever had a song on hold was for one year. And that is sometimes, you know, artists are getting pitched songs all the time. They may have just released a record and they don't have a new record coming out for another year, but they want to put that song on hold. We, we allow them to put the song on hold, but then our, our creative staff and our publisher keeps checking back in with the producer or the record label to see if that artist wants to continue to keep that song on hold. The longest that process goes is a year. I have never heard of an artist putting a song on hold for 10 years. That is not standard. Do not do that unless this is Justin Bieber. And, and I, I, it's not. So I'm pretty sure it's not. So no, that is not standard and do not do that. As far as the second thing that that uh, he's saying that if any other artist cuts that song within that 10 year period, that he gets to share the publishing. No, that is not true. Anytime a song by any artist or any songwriter has been cut and commercially available in the marketplace has been released, anybody can cut that song without permission. Now, you have to go and obtain the correct compulsory and mechanical licenses from, uh, you know, somebody like Harry Fox or the, the individual publishers of those songs. But you don't have to receive special permission to, to, to basically cover a song. Any song that has been ever been commercially available for retail sale and has been put out publicly, that song can be recut, can be covered by anybody and released and sold as long as, like I said, they apply for, receive, and pay for the mechanical and compulsory license. So I don't know what this guy is telling you. It sounds to me like he's trying to take advantage of you. Um, so no, that is not industry standard. That is not the way it goes. And no, you do not share publishing with him if somebody else decides to cut the song during a 10-year period. That is not industry standard. Do not fall for that. Run, don't walk, run from this guy. He sounds like a complete idiot moron, asshole that's trying to take advantage of you, Lillian. Run away as fast as you can. That is not standard. Anybody else out there listening that runs into situations like this, that is not standard, okay? Not at all. So Lillian, step one, if you're not already, join ASCAP or BMI. Step two, make sure that you register all of these songs with your performing rights organization. Third step, look into copywriting. Use either the poor man's copywriting method. I've got a video on that. Uh, I think we've done a podcast on it as well, or actually send them through the Library of Congress and copyright them get all of the information registered. Those are the most three crucial important steps. Step four, tell this guy to fuck off because he's an idiot and a moron and he's trying to take advantage of you. Okay. Lillian, thank you so much for your email. Most importantly, thank you for being a subscriber on YouTube and for being a subscriber to the podcast. It is great to have you here. That is the first special feature SFP mailbag. If you would like your question answered here on the podcast, all you have to do is email me at the Steve Freeman at gmail 
Com. If you would like your question answered, shoot me an email. If I think it's something that everybody would benefit from, then I will read it here on the podcast and give you the answer. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. I love each and every one of you. Do not forget, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on social media at the Steve Freeman and join my inner circle. Get the music business blog and have a little bit more inside information from me. You can do that at my website, thestevefreeman.com. Until next time, guys, keep being creative. Keep pressing the boundaries. And there's nothing wrong with being independent. See you in the next one. Thanks for joining us for the Steve Freeman Podcast. Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Steve on social media at, at the Steve Freeman.